Canada. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Welcome clap, back. Clap, clap. Yo, 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 we vote for Zoe. <laughs> oh my gosh, Zoe 101. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know why that just Jamie came to Lynn my head. <laughs> Spears. Jamie I mean, Lynn. What an angel. Free Britney. Yeah, it's so funny how you just realized that she's trapped in her I know. House. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, literally like <laughs> three days ago, I was like, oh my God, guys, I just lurked Britney Spears' Instagram. Like, it looks like she's really not doing well. Yeah, and Ainsley's like, where the fuck have you been? People have been saying this for like two Wait, Britney years. has been like a couple year long movement. <laughs> I love how you, like, years. I didn't get away with... I said free Britney as if I knew like and have been a part of this movement but then you immediately called it out and we're like yeah <laughs> you, uh, she's like trapped in that little square that is yeah. her world it's really where she scary. posts all her little outfits and stuff and she's trying to send us a message with her eyes and does like we can't sped, up, it yet. sped up yoga routines I feel so sorry for her <laughs> me too again I know you don't like South Park Ainsley but the South Park episode about her like Britney's new look where she blows her head off and the press is just <laughs> oh like God. Britney Spears like showing off her weird no top of the head look like oh I'm like what's that she's lost looks like she's gained a little bit of weight too <laughs> she's just like leave me the fuck alone except she can't hell. say that because she's blown her head off so all she can do is go yeah I truly wonder if she's ever gonna regain I don't know I don't even her know sanity? what to say no. <laughs> well man once, once you lose it that hard you cannot get it back can you remember or sorry can you imagine one day she's just like Hey, like, oh my god, that was so weird. And she like gets like a law degree, like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, or, or starts like making like, never... making like truly meaningful music, like acoustic oh Britney god. sessions or something. <laughs> Maybe she's just like one smack on the head away from that. Like, you know, yeah, you never know when that happens when someone gets hit in the head and they like can speak another language. Yeah, somehow. or like you break your phone because you drop it, but then you drop it again and it's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> I've I think she's many stuck a in this like time warp of you know how you said like we can't decode her eyes. I think you can yeah. decode the general grid of her Instagram though because it's the same selfie posted over and over again over multiple weeks. So she's kind of just like going through the cyclical mm-hmm. crises. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome but... to the conspiracy network on Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a whole episode on this. We're instead. all rooting for her, honestly. Like. <laughs> I that you know what to be honest like that music video what is it called where she goes into the bathroom and slits her wrist like from that point every time wasn't it yeah every time that is it Oh, the like sad song she wrote. She's like, "Hey, I wrote this song. It means a lot to me." Yeah, she she runs <laughs> so into from the paparazzi. It's not even. I don't know. I think that was it's, like the the peak, and then it's so like sad and cute when she's like trying to be. I don't know, deep and like that's what she comes out with. And you're like, oh, like there's so Brit. much in there, but like you can't. <laughs> she's really funny too. I remember. Do you remember that YouTube video that was going around? And I think it was leaked cell phone camera footage it was her with kevin Federline, and they were both on she must be on or mdma or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. but she was that. being really funny like i can't remember what she was talking about to him but she was going on about it might have been like time travel or, or something like that she kept like hitting the d- table and you could tell that she yeah <laughs> liked the way it felt and i don't know she she just seems extremely relatable except for the whole losing her fucking mind and uh half the contents of her brain are mush thing but which is sometimes kind of relatable so Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well <laughs> yeah um we also have to bring up our boy alex trebek has passed oh, i know it's kind yeah. of like a week's old news now but rest in peace it's still we just wanted to we just wanted to who was the props. i was gonna say the lead singer of jeopardy he was the <laughs> jeopardy guy right <laughs> yes 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 he was the host yeah, i never of really jeopardy. watched jeopardy i don't know but like i do respect him based on very little <laughs> Dylan and I are obsessed with Jeopardy. We've watched every single episode. How much of him is, like, is he a part of formulating the questions or is, was he just kind of like the mascot for Jeopardy? I mean, he's he's been doing it for like 30 plus years, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So I, I feel like he's got to have some sort of insight on it but i i honestly think he's just the host and maybe i think he's just like like, iconic for it and he does have a little bit of personality like i don't know much about jeopardy but i have seen some clips of him like roasting contestants and stuff like if (laughs) you have a dumb hobby he'll be like 
Dylan, Dylan and I were watching this um, one series or whatever, and the same guy kept winning, so he was on over and over again. But he kept doing this thing where, like, you know, at the beginning of each episode, they zoom into the person and they just like smile or awkwardly stand there and don't know <laughs> yeah. what to do with themselves. This one guy kept just doing like little paw hands and saying like "rar" or something, and we were like, Ew. "You are like a forty-year-old adult man," and oh we were just God. so weirded out by it. So I looked up his name on the internet, and he's. Like a quite well-known furry. I was oh, going to say, is he a freaking did, furry? Why did they let him on? I don't know, because furries are people too, I guess. No, no. they're not. Big mistake to think yeah, something like that. Big, they big, big they mistake. look like they are. But um, yeah, I'm not a fan of trivia. Like I just don't. I I'm, love my, my mind does not work that quickly. And I also, I don't know like facts. I, I can do gray spaces <laughs> in between <laughs> and like bullshit yeah. my way through things, but. I'm a woman of analysis and ideas, but I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> like when people like know the capital of a place, I'm like, what? How did you remember that? Yeah, Dylan, Dylan and I are a good team because we like dominate completely different sides of the Jeopardy spectrum. So whenever oh, we play good. together, we're like, yeah. I love Jeopardy. I always feel very low after I play trivia. <laughs> That's an like, odd I remember way to feel. In this like university. social event. <laughs> yeah, in the university the campus pub there was always a trivia night and I went once and I just felt like very defeated I think my team like they were all very very smart and I didn't get any one right <laughs> at all and I was also just getting very drunk because like you know it was like a self-perpetuating like yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. the yeah. sadder you are the drunker you get but then the sadder you get the worse you are at trivia actually wait no I just remembered <laughs> I got one right and it was, for the, Do you remember what it, was? it was for the movie Memento. And I remember I was just like, Memento! Oh my God! <laughs> I can just picture there you that. you go, you got one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, are we ready for the double double? Hit me with double double. Give it to us. Mmm, coffee. All right, so these are, in the past couple of weeks, these are two of the top trending hashtags in Canada. <laughs> Which we figured out like a year into doing that. Because we are dumb. Um, so the first trending hashtag was Rage Against the Machine. And Whoa. so, yeah, so Rage Against the Machine was trending because they have apparently announced that they have made a deal with Joe Biden's transition team to help spread the social distance slash mask wearing message to the youth. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What yeah. So you can only though? imagine the hilarious pretty much the same just being like seems pretty off brand for Rage Against the Machine to <laughs> yeah. join the They're machine. Like, hey man, like follow the rules, okay? Like, you know yeah. the institutions we've been railing against for the past 20 years? Yeah, how fucking They're old are they? Now. Yeah, it's it's just oh, yeah. very bizarre to me, and I don't know. And, and it, it could have been anything that they sold out to, but specifically a bid to reach the youth via the president of the United States seems pointedly <laughs> bizarre to me. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder so if they're going to like what their strategy is going to be for this campaign. Like, Maybe are they going write to an angsty song? Maybe. Or will they take to the streets? I was no talking to Dylan about this yesterday and I was like, imagine if Rage Against the Machine did this just so we would all be like, what the fuck? And then they came out and, and they tricked Joe Biden's team and they were really anti-maskers. Ah, oh, mm. see, that's a long con that I could I could see. <laughs> Another this, conspiracy. <laughs> all about that. This guy wrote, uh, wait, Rage Against the Machine are part of the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's pretty funny. Yeah, how old are they? They're older than us, so <laughs> lame. <laughs> okay, the one, the lead singer's 50. I guess the punk life expires at 50 then. You can't I rage can against that. anything after 50. You're I wonder over if the they hill. contacted other artists. Um, like you said, like how did this partnership come to pass? Did the Biden team reach out to them? Did they reach out to the Biden team? Was there like a list <laughs> I don't, of like cool dude I'm, artists? They're like Creed, no. They should have gotten like, let's think. Who's like a who's Cardi like B? Artist? 
Oh, but 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 you need the people who are like more anti-mask to do it. So it would have to be maybe like a country singer. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And like I don't know any of those. <laughs> it's it's also weird too that they chose Rage Against the Machine because that's kind of a band that was like our generation. And if you're trying to reach the youth right now, like not a lot of them are really. I don't. I can't really say. Yeah. Wait. Also, we really know, know they. Are. Yeah. Like, you're also saying like they chose. Like, do we know that the Biden team <laughs> chose Rage Against? the machine because like i just want to see that brainstorming session well we'll see how that plays out can't wait <laughs> mask wearing like fucking plummets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um okay so the second hashtag is apple juice which i was like why the fuck is apple juice trending um, wait let me guess um okay apple juice because <laughs> fuck um because um, there's no time limit song yet calm down yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> i have the jeopardy music playing in the background like i can't even think of a bad answer because a company like said something bad maybe how, how about that what do you think jenna um no mine's even worse than that i immediately thought like you know how everyone's like oh you're gonna drink the kool-aid i thought that maybe there was this was like an interpretation of that but like with a spin because of something to do with like apple juice <laughs> okay, you guys are both complex. very wrong a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Um, so apparently there is an age old war, which is yet again unfolding on Twitter, um, between orange juice drinkers and apple juice drinkers. So people are battling to say which is better. And I took a poll on the Terry Foxy Instagram account and out of all the votes, 25 (laughs) people voted for orange juice and 18 people voted for apple juice. And I'm now noticing I spelt juice wrong in apple juice. (laughs) (laughs) Orange juice or apple juice? Um, <laughs> apple juice, please. I, if I had to fuck, if I had to choose, I would do orange juice. However, the only thing is that it's like there are certain levels of pulp, right? And I'm a no pulp person because pulp mm. really freaks me out. Um, yeah, it's and like with apple juice, you know what you're getting all the but time. But I guess that orange juice has those options, makes it more diverse and better for more True. people yeah orange juice can be a little acidic okay homemade like freshly squeezed orange juice nothing beats that it's just so delicious see i'm an apple Mm -hmm. juice girl i think but i like them both a lot but like people on twitter have some really funny opinions about it like this one user tiana wells uh so aptly claims uh pretty people prefer apple juice over orange juice so if you don't i got some bad news for you (laughs) ouch damn yeah, why? And where, did this, where did this take come from? And user the Mad Sandwich claims last time I had apple juice was when I was four. Shit tasted like sweet piss. Never had it again. Orange juice elite. Damn. Okay, apple juice does look like piss. That's something you gotta look out for. But it's also apple juice is see through, so you can see if there's like shit in it. Orange. I don't juice think I've ever drank it not out of a like uh, a juice box. No, really? I think, I think maybe if I had like real, like real deal. You guys don't buy juice, those big really cans. Like no. no, I'm not a, I'm not a <gasps> beverage person. I drink water and coffee, and that's it. I'm a juice slut all the way. I don't like pop. I like this tweet. I'll never have an argument with an orange juice hater because I don't even need to. They got no vitamin C and their immune system's weak. <laughs> Sneeze on them once they keel over dead. Oh, I may have scurvy, but at least I'm enjoying this delicious apple juice. Weaklings. <laughs> yeah people are getting really heated on twitter about it and they're they're coming up with all these memes where it's like people who drink apple juice are super classy and people who drink orange juice are like sewer rats it's like i don't don't think Mm. honestly i'm here for it like let's fight over stupid bullshit like this that obviously doesn't matter and everyone knows it actually doesn't matter rather than like Mm -hmm. contentious political stuff agree hard agree fucking form gangs over apple juice and orange juice hell yeah I'm into Let that. us take over the world with our juice Maybe of preference. People probably also <laughs> like orange juice more because it's more integrated with like alcoholic beverage recipes, you know? Is it? Yeah, is yes. It? I like, mean, that, screwdrivers that could... are pretty commonplace, but I mean, it goes both ways. When, who, when does someone ever chase with apple juice? I do. I was going to say well, that we definitely have friends who up. do that. They're degenerates. <laughs> hey, this is a, this is a funny, apple juice you know what I mean? That is a compliment. <laughs> um, listen to this one. Orange juice, apple juice. Who cares? We must band together to defeat the true enemy. Milk drinkers. I can agree with That's that. That's 100% true. Milk who drinkers drinks are fucking milk? weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I get like including it in your recipe or like, but who just like pours himself a fucking tall ass glass of milk? It is. Picks but when it I. Up, Brings it to their lips and <laughs> begins to drink and drink and drink and then like really that's when I, not normal. Uh, when I worked for the minister, we all went out for dinner once and there were like ten political staffers, and this one guy on my team he uh, ordered a large glass of milk and oh my literally God, got like he actually got fired not long after that. Doesn't matter. That, that is not be. the point. <laughs> but it was he really was shamed publicly. And yeah, you can't just order a glass yeah, of milk. Giant baby. Exactly. Maybe at heartburn. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm feeling very into it. <laughs> I was gonna say patriotic, but um that's venerative of uh, history. <laughs> I'm feeling very degenerative. Um Yeah, so going back to Remembrance Day, there was <laughs> That was a, a rewind sound. Debacle. Um, because there was a Whole Foods whistleblower. Uh, so an employee contacted CBC and informed them that the poppy was initially prohibited to be worn by staff members because it would be seen as supporting a cause. <laughs> um so this like sparked like major wrath from I mean the public and a lot of politicians. And uh, like Dofo said, he was disgusted and said he'll make it illegal for businesses in the province to prohibit yeah, he, employees he was all from sweaty wearing and red faced talking mm-hmm. about that. Erin O'Toole said, "Let's tell Whole Foods to stop trying to be woke foods." I, I don't and, even uh, think they were trying to be woke. I think they just no, really fucked up, and now they're eating crow. You know. <laughs> I, in one article, an employ- employment lawyer said that wearing a poppy could be considered a display of a political belief or there might have been some like valid health and safety reasons because, you know, the needle and food serving like that's, for the that's what the I was stuff. thinking about, too. Like I, I kind of made it a point this year to look around and see if I could see any of the little containers for poppies. And I haven't seen any of them. And obviously there aren't the cadets standing around selling them. So I think that was probably a bid to reduce germ areas. Yeah, they're not going to set those poor cadets out there. Yeah. God, we sacrificed so the cadets. Would you like a no? <laughs> no. Um, especially in this cashless society, they probably really just stand around and do nothing. Yeah, I was like, um, at first I was like, huh? But then I read that they just don't, they just have a strict uniform and they just don't want you to put things on your lapel. So I get that it would just be easier to be like, don't fucking put anything on there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're going to open up the door to everything where yeah. like your fucking a little pin with your pronouns and a little pin that says um the dead kennedys <laughs> yeah like kennedys <laughs> i'm trying to think of Rage a random shit machine. that could piss people off a little picture of the pope as a baby i don't know but like i think it was just it was pope probably fetus. just like a uniform rule that got blown out of proportion yeah because but i like, literally with all my shitty like part-time jobs from like high school i don't remember wearing a poppy at all i do on the uniform I, I probably did, but like it never meant anything to me. I just like saw one and was bored and like slapped it on. Was Whole, Whole Foods is a U.S. company though, so like, did they just fuck up because they like the upper management truly didn't understand what it means for Canadians? That's very possible. They, they again, I I think they probably just had like a nothing on your shirt rule and didn't even think that the poppy would be a big deal one way or the other. They had initially refused to back down. And then they reversed the ban and made a statement, like thanking people for the p- feedback. And then they just said that it was a new dress code that was recently enacted and it wasn't designed to single out the symbol of remembrance. And all so, of this yeah. happened within like three hours. I know. <laughs> it was very quick. Uh, it passed through very quickly, but it was it was just funny to see Dofo um, like latch onto it so quickly. I'm sure politicians fucking love this shit because it gives it's them easy. something to like go off of. Yeah, it's easy it's just, likes, like, right? Yeah, get your get your base all riled up. Like, oh, the SJWs—they're gonna make it so you don't wear poppies. You know why that is? Because they hate the troops. Mm-hmm. And then the other side—we won't get into this into detail. Liberals are obviously doing that with the whole conversion therapy thing too, where they're using this 
mm-hmm. issue, which we've talked about before. Um, it's it's kind of a misnomer because it, it almost never happens. What people mean by conversion therapy now is usually like therapy for people with gender disorders, right? And, and, and it could be just like, hey, are you sure you want to transition? And then that gets called conversion therapy. So liberals latch onto that because it sounds so bad. Mm-hmm. And then that gets their base all fired up. So we're it's all like, just like fighting over nothing. How dare you slander the poppy? We with are this, Canadian. Yeah, the, the poppy though is pretty, This was, there's, the backlash was pretty universally shared i didn't even feel anything towards that i was just kind of like this is super dumb and it's not gonna last like i knew it was not gonna last because yeah, like just... drug meat even said that it like they shouldn't have done it too which yeah is, it was like, just I, it was whenever just i dumb. look for like sjw <laughs> signaling i like look, i look to his twitter what, yeah, I'm like, that's what is his smart. take <laughs> that's so. that's smart you kind of just you read a tweet from him you read a tweet from O'Toole and you kind of get like a spectrum and like what's her what fucking name Nora Loretta <laughs> people are really really crazy about um poppy stuff and remembrance day stuff though like, I, I don't know like I know some people even in my family who get their undies in a real fucking knot over people talking about or putting up Christmas decorations before remembrance day that like it's like a completely made up parameter that you have chosen to be offended by and it's just everybody's so weird about this shit and then there's that one year too where everybody started wearing the white poppies and it was supposed to represent remembering all the women who were killed and raped in war in wars and everyone was like oh fucking millennial snowflakes like this is bullshit you're reducing the meaning of the red poppy and it's like you're stupid what the little fuck? pins the like, wrong color <laughs> yeah it's like they're participating in remembering and respecting the same things you are but because they're not fitting into your specific narrative it's it's not allowed and we're suddenly pieces of shit like people like fucking calm down everybody can choose to do what they want on this day and remember how they see fit i wanted to ask you guys about that because like from my very limited experience i never thought of canada as a very like honor the troops type of country um probably just a product of me mostly growing up i don't know in, in like liberal cities and not encountering too many people um certainly don't think I know anyone who's served or anything. Never yeah. had to say thank you for your service to anyone. Um, so I guess I was a little surprised that it w- made a made a splash. But I guess is it for World War Two? It's for World War Two. It's for right? like specifically the poppies are like from the Flanders Field poems, which was like burned into our brains all throughout our youth. But like in general, Remembrance Day is for any war that Canadians fought and died in or sacrificed for. It's a day of remembrance to remember anybody who's made a sacrifice or has died in general it's not like just for one war okay see i don't know anything i remember learning the flanders field poem but it just goes to show what you school is yeah i don't know and like november (laughs) november 11th is the day that world war one ended so it did start becoming a thing after that but it's not necessarily like i'm learning so much (laughs) (laughs) no in terms of like u.s versus canada and the kind of like patriotism and support our troops i think the u.s is obviously it's more engulfed like everywhere in their culture but i think i mean i have encountered a lot of it um but maybe specifically because i'm now like living more up north and also with my previous job i literally had to like do speeches at remembrance day ceremonies and i had Mm. to go to like in like simcoe uh north the whole county every town had one and at 11 a.m. and there were like 12 it's like a whole rigmarole where people are all dressed up and yeah that's across canada seriously. like every city every town yeah. every region every school has a moment of I know silence they do like at a 11. minute of silence like, yeah. and it's, it's like a national holidays or not holiday but it's a national special day so i get that it's in the culture but i was just wondering how much yeah and in, in bc widespread. and in other provinces and territories as well remembrance day actually is a holiday like you get the day off but it's not in ontario oh, which is kind of they should do that odd. here because i want the day off <laughs> man the day yeah. well the postal workers fucking had their day off the i didn't know it was remembrance day and i went to drop off five packages <laughs> they were closed and i was pissed off yeah <laughs> do you remember in school for the like minute of silence it was such a long minute i mean i think you had a very different experience as me growing up because <laughs> i always felt that feeling you know like when remembrance day comes around like 
when the poppies are coming out. I, I, I definitely felt that as a kid because you were like we were told the stories. We were taught about the devastation. We were taught about everything. Obviously, people's families had specific stories as well that I've heard. And I feel the same thing every year. Like it's nice to see everybody out with their poppies because everybody's kind of recognizing like the world would be a really different place if our ancestors didn't make these sacrifices. And I don't agree that every military practice or each individual soldier's decisions are the best of course not but like to me it every year it's just kind of nice to see everybody showing respect and being part of a community that's grateful and values their freedoms kind of thing yeah i like that i like any like tradition that brings everyone kind of together over something that's not super contentious like most people are like whatever way you want to put it like even if it's just that war is bad and don't forget it like don't um, I... take it lightly, then I think that that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason they call them the greatest generation, right? Like yeah. it was a really fucked up time for almost everyone. And a lot of people fucking complaining about, I don't know, microaggressions and shit today could fucking benefit possibly from exactly. learning a little bit about history and being like, I don't know, shit was, shit was really f- fucked up back then for, for a lot of people. And I don't know the horror you 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 can't you honestly can't even imagine like I'm, I'm sure yeah like we have it so easy and I just that's like I just hate the stupid shit that surrounds Remembrance Day now it's like everybody's just calling other people out because they're doing it wrong and and it's even with this story it's like okay they fucked up or whatever but like does that mean anybody is paying respects less like no they made a fucking decision and it was stupid and they apologized for it and then they repealed it like everybody needs to calm the fuck down and just you know do do it like they do every year like it's not this huge fucking deal going back to the assemblies i remember <laughs> so long ago like good to- let's hear it well, no okay. i was just gonna say go. like really I important never, info. <laughs> no i just like i never had that feeling because i was too wrapped up in like my coming of age like hellscape and i just like i was too i think selfish to be like wow, I'm taking this moment to think about my troops. I remember I was like tickling my friends in the like audience to see if they would make a noise during the minute. I don't know. I remember, yeah, this was I really remember like crying in, in those minutes because they would show like a really dramatic videos of like black and white and you'd hear like shotgun sounds and then it would be like, bah, bah, and I'd be like, oh. there was this like one girl who like played the bagpipes every time and she wasn't good. Yeah. So it would just be squeaking <laughs> on and off. So that like, first like of all, that one recorder the version and of the, the Titanic of the song. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm picturing. And then I remember a music teacher made us sing one year war what is it good for absolutely nothing as oh all of the God. walls were lined with veterans who looked very unimpressed i was yeah, like this is a bad move no they probably loved it like come on <laughs> i would love that if i was a veteran who all these like little fucking numbskulls chanting no, 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 that no, like, yeah, war what is it good for absolutely nothing and they're like well we sacrificed our lives <laughs> we have to pretend it was good for some stuff um (laughs) yeah but i mean like it kind of it was almost nostalgic for me because war like discourse i guess um seems like such a relic of the past because it used to come up so much more often like during the iraq war i remember thinking like post 9-11 there was a lot more talk about that type of stuff and yeah we've been quibbling a lot of a lot about a lot of different things and then this kind of came back up and i was like oh yeah i forgot people used to be like triggered about being war or anti-war or whatever it just kind of mm-hmm. came out of nowhere I thought that was funny but it does go go to show how quickly politicians will take up culture war issues absolutely on both sides and make like a big fucking deal about them and act so quickly and get everyone all riled up it's also just really funny that it's whole foods i don't know yeah i know whole foods they're like a they're just like a health food store right like a goodness me but american i don't know what goodness me is Mm. (laughs) it's like bougie um i don't know i've had bad experiences there i've never had a bad experience there but it is um a little bit pricier than usual but they do have more premium food so like i can i can i can get that it is so Jenna, expensive. what were your bad experiences? Yeah, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's more all, than one. 
it's very very expensive and i was like that's your bad I, yeah, I was trying to reminisce on my experiences there and then i remembered these two specifically and i don't think i've gone back since with the first one i was like oh my god this salad bar this is amazing look at all these ingredients this is great and i made this beautiful salad and then and it was I, like 40 dollars yes yes and i was so ashamed i i wanted to put everything back but i didn't it was 35 dollars then the Ooh. second time it was when i was really poor in, in um vancouver and i was trying to steal like 85 dollar probiotics and like i was panicking and then a, one of the employees like with their fucking aprons on like saw me like i hadn't officially done it yet but i got this like glare and then i was I, and then i put the probiotics back and i left forever <laughs> trying to steal probiotics That's is so, so vancouver funny, yeah. it was <laughs> at a whole foods of all places wow she knew you she she knew what you were doing i know maybe they're like i don't know mystical or uh from working in a health food store really works. Oh, that's funny. I can just imagine them with their little apron coming over and giving you a glare. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I had to wear a smock when I worked at the Sally Ann. Like a literal oh, yeah. smock. It Didn't was... you like personalize it with pins though? Uh, <laughs> so you yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that at Whole Foods. I would not have. Yeah, I, I remember I had like so many pins on it because I would just find pins that came into the thrift store and just stick them on. And I had so many. This reminds me of who's that? Um, it was an no, office space in Jennifer Anderson's character worked at that like grocery flare. store. Yeah, yeah, her flare, and she didn't have enough flare pieces. Yeah, that's and she's like, You have me to show your along. individuality. You have to express yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that. Was super funny i, I want to rewatch office space it's amazing i haven't seen that it's a masterpiece wow all right sonia's um, pulling out a burp this time yeah i'm pro burp proud of you am i a roommate i'm i mean is it my turn <laughs> am i a am roommate, I a roommate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so okay <laughs> there's an article in the walrus the rise of the roommate <laughs> This is the tagline. It's pretty good. Burnt out and debt ridden. My generation is poised to change the household as we know it. Maybe even for the better. So basically millennials are not owning homes. Um, most of them are delaying marriage or not getting married at all. So they don't have a lot of the commitments and securities, depending on how you want to look at it that adults used to have so she argues that the roommate model has made a comeback for millennials living with your your homies your friends or maybe not maybe just randoms that you have to live with to save money yeah with this article so i i did appreciate that she wanted to give us like a glimmer of hope and kind of like reframe the idea of having roommates when you're kind of a young adult as being like maybe positive as it's usually shown in like a negative light however it did just i don't know her points kind of missed the mark for me maybe because i was thinking about my individual experiences and like taste in terms of like liking to live alone and then like i don't know when she was talking about how uh her staying with her roommate during quarantine really helped them like kind of uh establish this relationship and like really improve their communication skills and she was talking about like uh you know it helped navigating a- boundaries and yeah and like, like person interpersonal ethics and like consent <laughs> i'm like why do does every article have to have these words but then um she Cis was talking men wouldn't about understand <laughs> yeah i don't know and she was saying how and she was kind of like okay well we can step away from the non-traditional like normie class of like living in suburbs and stuff but again like they're i don't know i i get that like we're social beings and she was talking about how like she lived in a mansion with 12 people and that like it was actually really nice to have communal meals but like i would hate that in general and as much as she was like you know it's kind of like a return to community and maybe we're um like going back to that and it's going to be positive because we're all like living in this age of loneliness like maybe if you can choose who you live with and it'd be like more desirable making food for them but it's like not all people are gonna love being in a roommate situation where they're just thrown at you like she was describing and she's like yeah it was so fun i'm like no no hard no (laughs) how do you think about it she conceptualizes it as like community but like another way of thinking about it the negative is like a delayed adulthood yeah so it's like you kind of don't want to grow up like you're you want to hang out with your friends you don't want to commit to someone 
you want to kind of have that like oh my god we have like eight people having breakfast together and like we do funny crafts and then we party do you see it that way or do you think that I don't know is there any is there anything redeeming to what she's saying beyond just like maybe not I think personally wanting to have roommates it's probably all circumstantial right like there are some roommate situations that I've been in where it's like just pandemonium and others where I'm like yeah this is cohesion so it's like I I don't know it really depends on who your roommate's with and it depends on who you are but do you think it's a good or bad sign like roughly that more and more older people are living with roommates and not kind of settling down I don't think it really like speaks on anything to be honest it's just like that's the reality we have now and like whether or not it's your partner or your or different people that you don't know or friends that you're living with like you learn different lessons from different people in that way but I don't think like one of them has more value over the other on being an adult you know Mm -hmm. yeah I don't I think that um, people are a lot more generous um, when looking at people who still have roommates and I don't look down on people who live with other people at all because we're kind of we've kind of like our generation has been put into the situation where we don't really have any other options or we have very limited options from what she was saying like she did have some personal growth with herself and her relationships which is great Um, so I don't know I don't see it in a negative light and I think a lot of people are more understanding like I think that the amount of parents who are renovating the basements of their homes now for their kids to stay in are is like through the roof because Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible for us to buy a house right now in this climate do you think then that that it's a cope like obviously no one like no one's gonna be like oh you have roommates that's bad like that's not the point it's more like um do you think that her trying to make this into a community thing is just a cope for the fact that no one can own a home uh people are so isolated they're not kind of like able to progress to the stages of life the way we used to where we'd get married and we'd have a career and then we'd have kids and this is just sort of like compensating like yeah you live with all your fucking demented friends and you party (laughs) every weekend but there's good things about that and hey we can kind of think about this as a community and like hey we're going back to community is it community or is it i think it's definitely a spin like if you went into one of those houses where say 10 people were living there and yeah they were happy um if you were like hey here's enough if you you can pay the same amount as you do now with no tricks up anyone's sleeves for a beautiful two-story home they would probably fucking choose that like yeah it's it you can be happy in that situation but are you the happiest probably not so yeah, I, do think I, I think it's a spin it's a on that. For sure. It's kind of like you have to accept the reality you're in and it's just her trying to shed positive light on it, I think. And Yeah, and do you think it's community? Be- you know, is it better for people's mental health? Not in like a scientific way, but oh, yeah. you know, is it really community? Like, are you just kind of being insular with the friends you'd normally talk to, but you're living together? Like, are you really like embedded in these networks? Once you do end up finding a partner, are you going to like maintain those relationships are you I, I don't know like I have no idea I'm, I'm, I'm really wondering like is it really community or is it just a bunch of people lonely people who are living together out of necessity and who are like a lot of the times just partying all the time yeah and community really is defined like in the sense like it was back then in having your own space to go having your own domain and then going out to do those social activities or interact with other people and then coming home again if you're trying to like put a community label on like a house that a bunch of people live in it's like you don't really at the end of the day have much of a choice in like doing activities with all the people in your house and then the only space that you can go back to that's your domain is your room which isn't a lot yeah and there's also there needs to be some sort of shared stake like i mean she talks about you need to plan meals together and it's like you need to make decisions together and it's like that's that could definitely be obviously good i guess (laughs) if it's working out for everyone but it's like I just think of community as so much more than that. Yeah. Like you need to have you need to be really building something long term and all have different roles and like an investment in it all. And it just seems like such a such a sad, pale imitation of what could be. But I appreciate the effort. And it's on not her like part, it's I not guess. like a checklist. It's more of a, a feeling that you get because you want to be 
doing something if you know what I mean like it's not like oh yes we made these cleaning rules we made these dinner rules where you cook yeah. once a week like check 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 yay now I'm happy it's like that's not we what made a shrine is. to Nicolas Cage we're so random <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was curious what you guys think too just about in general about like this concept of extended ad- adolescence like I feel it so acutely like thinking about how all of our parents at our ages had already had kids yeah, and like yeah. we're so much more grown up than we are and like I always just feel like I'm so much younger than I really am so do I and like in general it just seems like people are staying young for longer I don't know what do you think of that is it because we just don't have the responsibilities like obviously if you don't ever have to buy a house you're not going to kind of get involved in that whole world if you don't have kids mm. I mean I can't imagine anything making you grow the fuck up more than having a kid right <laughs> and people used to do that younger yeah I don't know I don't like, know but even when you have kids I don't think that that necessarily like for some people lets them grow up I think if like I think it really de- um, depends on what your definition of being like an adult and what adolescence is or like young adulthood because mm-hmm. like if you just attribute it to like owning a house and having a kid, I mean, like those are two, those are two seemingly adult things. But I think a lot of people have kids when they're younger, when they could still technically be seen as not being fully like developed into their own adulthood. Yeah. So I don't yeah. even know how to like define the terms to properly like analyze that. I think I'll always feel behind. Yeah, honestly. I think it's a weird thing about perception too because obviously we we think about our parents having those parent roles and house owner roles and salary job roles when we were younger which like kind of makes them seem more adultish and and they were less they had less kind of weird or goofy humanity in that sense and now I'm picturing like me having those roles and just being the the same me and being like a like a crazy person walking like would I be the same person would I just be like mm-hmm. farting on Dylan's arm when he's not looking being like <laughs> and running yes, away absolutely. or like throwing a noodle so. at him it's like what does that change you know like I think I would be the same person I would just have more responsibilities so I don't think it's really like like you grow into this role of being an adult because you have these responsibilities I think you just are a person and you just have those and maybe other things in your life have to move over to have that sort of shit but I I don't know I don't know yeah I like I just because the reason I was thinking about it too is because I was reading a book and it was talking about like underdeveloped countries and kids there like you know especially quote childhood is like a construct right like Mm -hmm. it used to be that you um you start working as soon as you can right and there was no like childhood and then even adolescence was created like there didn't used to be such a thing as like this time in your life where you like I don't know figure out who you are and like you fuck and do drugs basically. <laughs> yeah. And then now that's been extended to like 25 young adulthood. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just other countries like the kids are more, I don't know, they're different, of course. And I do think it's because they have more responsibilities. I'm not saying that's worse or better. I have no idea. But it, it, I think it does change you when you kind of when people are counting on you and you don't have a choice. Yeah. And maybe I think in in Canada, too, like with our age group especially it might just be because we are adapting to kind of more of a of a luxury of taking our time because we didn't grow up with the struggles really that like our parents did in like certain situations like we have a pretty good education system we have like health care you know like all that sort of shit like maybe we just are being a little more lax and in diving into that sort of stuff because we don't have to yeah, I mean, I think that's probably very true. I just wonder if that's too much of a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, t- once you have all this time to, like, figure out who you are, you never will. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to think <laughs> about it all the time. And that's how you get all these mentally ill people. That's obviously not the only source. But I just think that sometimes it, it seems like it was more of a curse yeah. than, a, than, than, a a, than a blessing. I don't know. And then you've got, like, fucking 35-year-olds living with their pals, like, <laughs> doing, like goofy kooky like activities and yeah like bare feet and like harem pants and you're like oh yo dude and they're like don't call me dude I'm against that and also I'm 48 (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly I guess the last thing uh she talks about 
kind of like, oh, who hasn't fa fantasized about starting a commune of like-minded thinkers? Who hasn't pondered the utopian possibility of sharing housework and child rearing with friends and partners and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh man, totally. I'm always like, oh my God, like, I wish I could just live on a farm. <laughs> and just <laughs> like, have your responsibilities. And it's like, like a huge parcel of land, but all of our friends have their own house on that land. But we all yeah, like, I think we've talked about this many things. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I truly truly would love to do that there's just something so like degrading about having like most types of work like computer work like where you're like checking your email and like you don't do anything productive like I just can't even imagine what it would feel like to just have to like grow your own food and like yeah. produce it all and like that's your job is just to sustain yourself it just makes so much more sense I, right? I think maybe that is too a reason why people are moving more towards this like quote-unquote com community roommate situation is that we're kind of like lapsing over this period where our group our age group is again going down into like oh I kind of like want some more traditional values I kind of want land I don't want to live in the city anymore you know like we're kind of moving mm -hmm. past that like tech era where everyone was like yeah the future and now we're like oh whoa Oh, we need to press the brakes here let's go back let's chill a bit you know yeah let's rewind like 1995 for me what about you guys I'm more of like a early 1700s kind of girl <laughs> <laughs> pioneer all the way Jenna um, tell us Jenna a year that I would like to rewind to Mm -hmm. If at all, or maybe you want to go to the future. Goodness. Maybe you're down. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sonny no just wants to, to wants to ride this plane into infinity. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even know, and now that kind of makes me sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't it's okay. To make you sad. I've been feeling really nostalgic lately. I've never felt nostalgic. Like, obviously, people always say, like, oh my god, you know, on Reddit, it's like, does this make you feel nostalgic? And it's like a yo-yo, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, whatever. But, like, in the past year, I started actually feeling the emotion of nostalgia, and I know you're just, like, remembering the good stuff and not remembering the bad stuff, mm -hmm. but it's an interesting, it's an interesting emotion. And I, <laughs> I was rewatching re Buffy, too. I'm like, oh. I was, <laughs> I was rewatching childhood videos. My mom was like, she filmed us so much when we were younger, and I felt so it was it was such a bittersweet viewing because it was like very hilarious seeing my sister and I interact and actually how similar we still are from when we were like five mm -hmm. but then I was also just like after watching them for like hours because there are literally hours of footage I was like I could see how pure we were and then I was very nostalgic <laughs> for that and like yeah and like it then it brought me through all the shit that my sister and I have been through and being tainted and I was like oh, oh my god and also I was thinking about how kids our age that that were that are our age now, the what we were in the video, how they are and how fucked up they are because of everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just it, it made me yeah. Very yeah, it makes me sad. sad. Like there's cause there's no for... going back. Like it's literally gone forever. Like there's no going back. No one's ever gonna like mm -hmm. we can't return to the pre smartphone era. We can't go back like it's it's yeah and it you're not and you're is. not it's part looking of at like the, the 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 slow back to that point you're looking at the polarity between that and now and it's just stark yeah, yeah. exactly uh, truly the only computers we had were tamagotchis oh bless the sweet tamagotchi eh? <laughs> wait and yak backs do you guys remember yak backs no, I don't no, know what that, that is. is. Really? Okay, never mind. Okay, so I guess I'll get into my story now. Since a since a real a real doozy. Oh, <laughs> thank you to the CBC yeah, for your you, uh, exquisite journalism. Um, so the CBC released an article. Um, pretty much. <laughs> I can already see the smile. Pretty much just talking about how polyamorous relationships have quote unquote unique struggles during the pandemic on an individual level and on a group level, which is just hilarious. Like, thank you, CBC, for shining light on these truly important issues in these trying times. But that's literally all the article was about, but it was just drawing different examples from various people. One thing that was brought up in the article was the bubbles, like the social bubbles. So polyamorous relationships can be a little harder to navigate, I guess, because you can't have people 
in the relationship like people in the relationship can all be living in different houses like they don't necessarily all live in the same house so you kind of have to like sacrifice one person in the relationship or something. <laughs> so it's it was just so funny reading about this because there's this like weird sacrifice sacrificial shit that's happening and then also like if i was in a i'm just gonna say if i was in a gross polyamorous relationship i would do the first <laughs> in last out rule no last in first out that's it and i'd be like nothing personal <laughs> tim but you only joined our sexy polycule last month yeah and so like there, gotta go. there are certain polyamorous relationships where everybody is on an equal plane and then there are other polyamorous relationships where it's literally a hierarchy which is so <laughs> fucked up to me it's like how do you move over someone else like how are you at the top how are you at the bo- like what yeah all the terms in it they were like a metamor a v yeah, a relationship like, anarchy <laughs> and i was like what the fuck i mean none the, of that sounds erotic at all the thing that that's sound- the ironic thing like it sounds like the least romantic and like i know it's like poly relationships <laughs> like reviving myspace top eight forever like i don't fucking get it it's so weird to me what i found absolutely absurd in the article like they were talking about as you were saying ainsley like these poor people in these poly relationships being forced to like make wrench gut wrenching decisions about like who can be in their bubble and who can't this is exactly the same fucking thing everyone's been doing this whole time the only difference is we aren't fucking everyone in our bubble and this like (laughs) this um counselor that they mentioned who specializes in polyamory she was like it kind of reminds me of elementary school if someone ever told you that you had to pick your top four friends how difficult that is for the social situation and they're talking about how the government didn't provide proper messaging to address that it's like the fucking government isn't going to come out with specific detail messaging for For each situation one might find themselves in romantically like the general guidelines for the general public were pretty like broad anyway for like traditional relationships can't seem to figure it out though because their struggle <laughs> like, is truly fucking unique because they don't have their a situation is no like, different fuck off. <laughs> yeah oh my god we all god. had to fucking choose friends and family and like yeah, but they're poly so they're very special and very smart yeah and the one girl um she made like a facebook group or something with a bunch of polyamorous people in it being like this is a safe group where we can have polyamorous interactions and everybody's like <laughs> aware of their safety and blah 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 it's like 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 and uh, this is uh, she was like this is what we're missing this is what the government didn't tell us to do I was like maybe what you're missing is that like you don't need to date around during a pandemic like get the fuck off tinder man like if you're poly you're 100 percent like overeducated as fuck you can figure it out come on yeah like it's so silly and and she also said like the best advice that they got was to follow the government's quote-unquote guidelines for sex workers it's like you're not a fucking prostitute like just don't have sex with a bunch of people for a bit while the pandemic is happening it's not unreasonable (laughs) like or do it and accept the risk yeah Like like why is this even an article it's so funny to me there's been like I remember because I get the Toronto Star and like in the arts and culture section every few months there's a fucking article about poly people <laughs> and I'm like is this like interesting to people or like I think maybe it people is. are more like hate reading it or something I think, or, I like, think for the older generation they're just like gawking at it like an old school freak show they're like wow <laughs> Yeah, my I was on the phone with my mom right before this and she's like, what are the topics for tonight? And I was like, oh, like blah, 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 poppies, poppies, whole foods and a polyamory during the pandemic. And she's like, what is that? And I told her <laughs> oh, she's no. like, I learn stuff from you every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's really annoying. The most annoying thing about polyamorous people is that they always think they're like they were embowed with unique powers i know they're like um, that they're like hyper intelligence because they just don't get like the whole monogamy thing and it's like literally everyone is going to find more than one person attractive in their life it's just a matter of do you want to partner with someone for life and therefore sacrifice that or do you want to like have this weird thing where you just like keep adding people to your weird little group i don't <laughs> yeah, care what anyone does if that's what you want to do then that's what you want to do but the whole the whole point of love what makes love special is that when you find someone and you connect with them and you quote like pick them 
you're basically saying like you mean so much to me that even if I meet someone else who's like hot and funny and like cool I'm not gonna because I'm committed to you Mm -hmm. and that's why it's special right but if you're poly and you're like yeah you're you're cool and hot and stuff but if I meet another hot and cool person I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring them in the fold it's like well then that's not everybody's just in a perpetual like circle jerk loop being like that's cool it's cool it's cool yeah yeah cool 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 yeah we're all cool 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 (laughs) also no offense but like so many of the women who enter into these things are like damaged and like fucking have mental problems they haven't been resolved and they want you know like acceptance and this is the only way for them to to do it and it's sad <laughs> it's not like like no, obviously not everyone i think some people whatever just they, they want to do it and they do it and that's fine mm-hmm. but i have talked to women who are like oh yeah i used to be involved in that and it's like fucked <laughs> and like i am a little <laughs> I, I wasn't well at the time <laughs> but, and i'm like you know sir you didn't have boundaries and you were okay with a man yeah i hate that they that it is like seen as more knowledge like they're on this elevated plane as you said sonia where they're like you know i i like actually it allowed me to come to terms and feel so comfortable with myself and like i also think that poly relationships like we ha- we build so much trust and like safety and blah 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 and that they like are these beings that have um transcended yeah. us but us, he- us mere mortals yeah it's like you probably mm-hmm. just dealt with your social anxiety issues by exposure therapy and that's all that fucking is well they're also just lying yeah like, people are always like oh no i'm so much happier now like really no i'm really happy it's like no you're yeah. not i can tell <laughs> Um, I was just going to say it was really funny in the article, too, because they suggested this idea that people in polyamorous relationships are more prepared for navigating the pandemic and social bubbles because (laughs) they have to be frank and honest about their relationships and boundaries already. They were already doing that. But then it's like all these people in the article being like, we don't understand the mandates. It's like, what? I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really. Well, if they understood it, they wouldn't have been able to write an article. Did you guys get more attention when they were like, it was one sentence that i had to reread oh my god like, yes times. paula hughes it was, her relationship they were like, so shania is currently coupled with a married man who has a wife that is also dating someone else who's no. going to be shania's ex let me break this down because this is okay. the most important part of this article okay her name's, her <laughs> ma- her name's paula hughes and she wants <laughs> she wants oh. to bring her new boyfriend into the polyamorous relationship but he lives in a different household so her entire relationship has to like deeply consider this like oh crazy <laughs> they um, have a meeting yeah so paula has a partner and that partner has a spouse and that spouse's partner is mm-hmm. paula's ex-husband so um, right, i had to reread life. that sentence like 40 times to understand it and if you're divorced from this person why would you want to be in a relationship with that person again in a polyamorous relationship like what the fuck am i missing here these are the people who you need to be like there's war out there <laughs> like, these are the people you have <laughs> wear to be a like, fucking poppy and figure it out your think poly about what you've done. um yeah i also find that whole like no we're really good at articulating our boundaries and respecting consent because we always have to have these little me- weekly <laughs> meetings like, yes, you're about so our relationships and who's- <laughs> it's like i'm very happy that me and my boyfriend don't have to have meetings quote, to express the same meeting thing about- <laughs> yeah because we both just it's just an unspoken spoken rule it's very simple actually (laughs) you don't fuck other people it's great it works you don't have to (laughs) god i Mm. laughed so hard at that though like can you imagine being in a polyamorous relationship with your ex-husband it just comes up again like you you actively divorced someone and then either never left the relationship or entered back into a relationship with them because there were other people like a like a weird horrible terrible representative of 2020 sitcom like um premise <laughs> the only problem is he's now a member of her polycule <laughs> the, i like, keep wanting to say polycule i don't know if that's what you i call keep wanting the, to like, say polypocket because we we're nostalgic two minutes ago i also like it's just like the polyamory pandemic as like r- that has risen in the past decade it's just such a sign of us like thinking that we have this like never-ending amount of choices right where it's like we like the in the like there's so much out there in the market and like 
there isn't just one thing for you. There are many and there are many bodies for you. It just like really aligns with the capitalist mentality. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just like an endless uh, pit of like your desires and it's like yes. a very consumption. Control mentality. your desires. Because again, you're taking away the romance and the love out of it and you're just kind of like acting on your desires and those will never be satisfied that that's what you do to like again back to kind of like being an adult is realizing like limitations like just because you want something doesn't mean you need to have it and it doesn't mean it's going to make you happy yeah like you need to like in order to just grow up like you fucking pick a person and build a life like you don't have to but i think society works best when at least most people are like kind of aiming for that yeah it's like people who have 19 kids it's like your energy is so displaced when it's all over the place like that (laughs) like just fucking get it together man but also like do whatever the fuck you want you go for it but i am gonna make fucking fun of you if cbc comes out with an article and there's three pictures of you lonely and and standing in like a a cold toronto's day with green tipped (laughs) hair like on some leaves yeah like (laughs) but it is it is a sign of the fact that people just want it all and they can't get enough and they think that that's what's gonna lead to happiness but it ain't i saw the funniest um these were uh quotes on reddit from so long ago about another cbc article but they apply here and i've been waiting for a cbc (laughs) article to come out so i can share them (laughs) cbc is controlled by ruling class interests which is to make everyone retarded (laughs) and the other one the CBC is affirmative action for retards who couldn't get hired at the Globe and Mail. Both of us made me laugh. Really retard heavy like, with the CBC disses. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, I do think that could be the purpose of this article. Just make us more, more stupid so we'll listen to their dumb rules. Yeah, Jesus. Huh? Anyway. It's almost working. That's polyamorous relationships for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Let's get into what the... What will they think of next? probably nothing (laughs) just more articles about polyamorous people what what struggles will they face next time tying their shoes we don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right this week for our absolute unit so sonia actually shared this with uh us but someone posted on twitter um a poster that they received at their apartment building in vancouver (laughs) uh that said on the front it was like a very minimalist black and white uh poster that said a gentle reminder dot 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 one day you are going to die not meant to be morbid please read the back and then (laughs) and then the back said that it was a project called ology and their two best friends based in vancouver launching a kickstarter project aiming to remind people that one day we are going to die in hopes to inspire and motivate people to truly create a life we want because at the end of the day there is really nothing to lose like is like, this what? a prank no it makes no. so many women sense. who would do this <laughs> so like i so we of course like went to the website it's ologylife.com okay wait spell it o-l-o-g-y and then life.com and literally it's like First of all, there's a stock image of a man staring at a clock. So he's staring at his mortality. (laughs) And then again, like they just keep hammering it home. Like we get it. It says a reminder that one day you will cease to exist. One day you will inevitably die. Um, I love the like attempt to balance the morbidity of that statement with the like cheerful nature of their true basic bitch inner who they are they're such basic like you're bitches. gonna die but don't worry we're just trying to live our lives live life lo- live love. <laughs> what's the fucking thing live, live, laugh, laugh, love. Love. live, la- and live the- laugh love jesus <laughs> if you all of our all of, all of our listeners please go to this website go to their about page and then you actually that it is paired with a video the video where is it's crazy like- it's just the two guys and they're dressed up as old people just like slow-mo yeah. throwing popcorn around and like waking up in coffins it's like what the fuck is happening <laughs> Yeah, there's like female vocal electronica song in the background that and they look like such fucking douchebags. Like I know exactly what type of men they are, you know? They're like yeah. Wait, they're guys? Yeah, it's guys. Yes. It's oh two guys. Oh my god, I was picturing women. They're no, you old. Need to, no, you need they're to look in at the makeup. Video. No, no, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> my god. They're that's so much funnier. Look, they're just the like end, two you see hot a guys. Of who they're they like, are. <laughs> we're hot and we're doing this weird thing uh, for attention. They're so stupid. It hurts my heart. I yeah, know. and what I was like, okay, so I was like, what is this? And basically in their about they say we aim to do so by providing tools and insights 
from world-class individuals and by helping people conquer their own personal desires, demonstrating possibility and potential. It's like, so they're starting a Kickstarter to get money to like give you inspirational quotes every day. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't it's get hilarious. It. Like, what is the service they are providing? <laughs> what well, they're launching they? in October and I think it's sort of a surprise, but yeah, I would, uh, I would Keep love to, I can't wait to see what these, what these boys <laughs> have in store for us. They're going to revolutionize. They have a contact form on the website. Maybe we Let's should uh, them the ask them if they come on the pod. Yeah. I wonder if this is Let's just like, it. like a, like a thesis experiment though. <laughs> no, I seriously know so many people like, I just want it to be okay. Like, I can't believe that these douchey fucks are just running around in the world doing something like reminding this. people just, that they're gonna die and thinking that they're doing them a favor i just don't want to accept it okay <laughs> okay you know what i was picturing i was picturing you know how there's like a new girl who falls for a multi-level marketing scheme like every week yeah on facebook like sean will be like you remember so and so kind of he'll be like yeah she's knee deep in a multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> i'm like ooh, show me and then like, we'll just like look we're like that's so sad um but i was totally picturing two girls like that just like sitting on the floor being like oh my god like we're gonna die samantha and then the other one's like what if we just like told everyone about that and this then they got feeling to but it's two dudes holy fuck it is very, they very definitely odd. look like the type ainsley they would be on like the granville strip like high out of their minds like snorting cocaine all night and they've definitely that's where they came yes up and they they have that like floppy like greasy top of hair that they like look down and it's like in their face and then they like slick it back and think they look so cool yeah they're bros those kind of guys they didn't have the video last time right like this is a new development I I'm not sure seen because I only checked it now. on my phone before, but then I went on my okay. computer browser. I think it is a But new everybody check it out. Allagylife.com. Yep. Maybe submit a con like a message to them. Let yes, them know let's flood their inbox. They are they just look too old to be doing this. What do you think? 35? I don't I don't mm. know. They look like 31. Too old, I'd say they're probably say. younger just because I, I honestly don't understand people's ages now. I'll see like an 18 year old and I'm like, yeah, that guy's 35 for sure. <laughs> I just want to know what content they're going to give us. Like, should yeah. we yeah. donate to their Kickstarter? Absolutely not. I'll donate a dollar. Don't do it, Sonia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I, wanna, I need their product. <laughs> I need to um, live my life. Okay. Well, oh, I guess that's it for today. Folks, two friends on a mission. Who? What group of guys calls themselves two friends on a mission? <laughs> the the everything about it. Their sentences are so poorly like constructed. It's just horrible. It's sad. Let me just. That's all I have to say. <laughs> we just had a few more bad things yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Their, their I'm, like, I'm like wrapping it up. You guys are like fuck <laughs> these guys. <laughs> like oh, us, follow boobers. us on all of our platforms at terry foxy ladies comment. comment rate us send us lewd notes we don't care <laughs> just do stuff <laughs> also if anyone's out there who is looking to maybe have a poly relationship my boyfriend and i are currently looking for people so let me know if you have a poly patriotic moment or any other kind uh, please <laughs> yeah. send it in yeah let us know visit our website sought terryfoxypodcast.com and next week we got something special coming for you so mm, keep your so ears tune in wide, wide open, open. <laughs> 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 disgusting Bye. anyway be free. peace out